This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. We're back. <laughs> on a very special Catholic Movie Guy Podcast, the childish laughter that you hear is from my brother Tim. You're familiar with it by now. It's me, the Tim man. You may be wondering, I thought we were going to get a Last Jedi podcast with Dr. Boo Bonner. You know, I, I actually had the misfortune of listening to a radio show in Iowa, and I heard Dr. Bo Bonner there. He is absolutely fixated on the Tim Man, as he should be, and he said that now he no longer claims to have a PhD. So this public <laughs> pressure is working. Uh, your smear campaign has been successful. There's no doubt about that, but... Yeah, we're going to have a Last Jedi podcast, but it's not going to be till next week, so sorry. Um, I would say short short review is go see it. It's worth seeing. It'll either make you mad, happy, or somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, we had some technical difficulties with the good doctor, so we're going to call an audible, as they say in the foosball business, and we're going to do uh, a Christmas podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking there, because you're a devoted, good American uh, and follower of the Catholic Movie Guy podcast, you're thinking, you already did your top five, ten, whatever it was, Christmas movies last year. True indeed. Feel free to go do that. And then you're probably, uh, you're thinking, not only did you do your top five, ten Christmas movies, whatever, last year, you then did a special Christmas Detritus episode where you talked about all the bad Christmas movies that you liked. True indeed. Please go listen to that. It's a disaster. So what, you what, what like do you, that? no, it was fine. But what are you going to do, what are you going to do on this podcast? Well, we just watched a wonderful movie called Scrooged. Oh, they said a wonderful movie. And uh, one of the great reviewers out there, Mr. Sonny Bunch, he writes for a lot of a lot of publications, the Washington Post among them, said recently a tweet that the Tim Man I know you agreed with, which was that Scrooged is the best take on Dickens' A Christmas Carol in film form. Yeah. So I actually don't believe that a hundred percent, but I believe it about ninety percent. Tell was me, actually, that's one of those hot takes that people put on Twitter, no, no, no. so but they he, look, uh, I don't know, stupid <clears throat> because that couldn't be further from the truth. No, no, I mean, he means it, and I and I'm very sympathetic to the view. So I like the movie a lot. We watched it uh, in a group setting at our film club, and uh, I think it went over pretty well with everybody except for maybe you. So you go ahead, you tell me, Tim, why am I wrong? Why? Is this 1988 uh, Bill Murray vehicle take on the Christmas Carol where he's a network executive Scrooge figure in charge of, of, uh, of ma- the materialization of Christmas in uh, motion uh, picture television form? Why is it a bad movie? Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say bad because it is a version of the Christmas Carol, which you know that I love. Now, it is mediocre. I wanted to like it. I really did. And for like the first 20 minutes I was into it, and I thought, okay, this is going to go somewhere. And then it just kind of lost focus, tailed off, was unconvincing, unfunny, really got into a lot of lowest common denominator stuff. And, uh, you know, I found myself just being absolutely stupefied at the, uh, you know, reactions of glee at those around me. But then I often am. I don't really understand your objection in this regard. Yeah. I was waiting for it to go somewhere. It went exactly the places it has to go. It's a Christmas carol. There's no real variation. There's going to be three ghosts. No, There's going to no, be a change no, of heart. No, no, no. See, what were you expecting? That's okay. what I'm saying. So the, it, it was original in that the, um, the thing that made it innovative is that... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
is that Bill Murray was this uh, TV exec and blah, blah, blah. It was great. But then when it went into straight Christmas Carol mode, it really wasn't, it didn't really build on that, on that idea and make it unique throughout. It just was horrible. I just, it was horrible. The taxi driver was horrible. <laughs> the Ghost of Christmas Future was horrible. The Ghost it's of Christmas horrible. Future literally does nothing. Horrible. Isn't that what it's supposed to do? It's just horrible. It's a mute. How no, can it be horrible? This is horrible. Okay. Horrible. Okay. I'm just going to... I'm not going to defend the movie. Carol Kane was somewhat hot, i got to say. And then also, uh, <laughs> there's a Bill Murray thing. You know this, right? I, you know, I think Bill Murray is one of the funnier people that, that have graced this uh, great earth of ours. And a fine actor. But he, in some ways, is like Robin Williams. There's a Bill Murray thing. You got a Bill Murray thing. Sometimes it plays, and sometimes it is horrible. And when it is horrible, it is very, very horrible indeed. So I guess drawing your own conclusions, since you refused to actually do that, is you didn't play for you this time. That's what you're trying to say there. Just didn't work for me, the Tim Man. Right. So you can't articulate any, any actual reason. Just you didn't, right. Just okay. feeling it. Let me try one more time. I watched it. Yeah. Didn't like it. Got it. Well, that follows. It didn't entertain me. I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I didn't think it was intelligent. Bobcat Goldthwait? Come on. I thought that was one of the only movies I've, I can, I've seen him in that I can stand him in because he gets, you know, he basically gets... Dumped upon, shall yeah. we say, throughout the entire movie in a humorous way. Um, okay, fine. Well, let me just let me just say this: the 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 Ghost of Christmas Past was great. What was wrong with that? It didn't do it for me. Is it just because he was having a cigar? Is that it? Because I know you love those. It was all right. Okay, it was all right. What was I don't know. I'm I'm not really an expert. You really should have Bo Bonner it's on your talking about. So maybe has a PhD in film. So you basically thought Bill Murray wasn't funny, contra all the evidence. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain when something's funny. It's like when my little daughter Lucy says, "Daddy, why is that funny?" You know, Lucy, you either get it or you don't. That's so, right. Lucy didn't. So get Lucy it. didn't get Bill Murray. I don't Lucy understand. didn't get it. I think this is one of my favorite Bill Murray films. I think if I had to pick my favorite Bill Murray film, it would probably be Groundhog Day. But if you take his character from Groundhog Day and his character... And, and you loved Groundhog Day, by the way. You didn't like Caddyshack. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Caddyshack is... T- you, here's my biggest objection to you. is You the have absolutely no coherence. I and I hear amens throughout people's <laughs> earbuds. It's like, you hate lowest common denominator, so you don't like Scrooge. Oh, but let me tell you about this great movie, Caddyshack, which is infinitely more lowest common denominator, body, yeah. easy joke, etc. Yeah. There's a lot of nudity in there. Right. None in this. So, well, hmm. A slippage, maybe, but not, not full. Yeah, what is up with that? Yeah, well, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a bad man. You know, he's got to learn the right, the right <laughs> ways. But here's the thing, man. I mean, you want the woman? You just take the woman. So you talk about lowest common denominator when you actually like one of his lowest common denominator movies. You also really liked Groundhog Day. I admit Groundhog Day is a better film, but... That's brilliant. The ba- okay. The basic plot of man has to see how he's a jerk and learn right from wrong and falls in love with a somewhat unusual looking female who's nevertheless very attractive. It's basically the exact same movie. Maybe that's why it didn't play for me. Wait. And Bill, Mer- Bill Murray is basically the exact same character. I mean... He was funny in Groundhog Day. He was funny. He was and charming sh- and no, witty. He was fun. You wanted to like him. I, I think he's the exact same personality in both films and has the exact same transformation. I couldn't possibly articulate a difference. He wasn't charming at the beginning of Groundhog Day. He was a complete and total jerk. 
Can the uh, can the people listening to the podcast, assuming there are any, yes. can they hear me give you a dismissive wave? Yes, I see both of them waving. Okay. This is not going to be aired, is it? It has to be. It's Christmas. <laughs> this is horrible. Well, this podcast is starting out bad, but it's yeah. going to turn around in the end. We haven't really drunk a whole lot. That might be the thing. Oh, no. Although you put me on the defensive with this whole uh, well, movie thing. I don't want to watch it. I don't like it. it. Right, but you can't articulate any reason. All your reasons are stupid. Why are they stupid? I, I think I just pretty much took them down pretty easily, though. All right. Well, what happened with the Ghost of Christmas Future? Who was it? Who was it, Tim? It's a mute... A skeletal figure with a dark robe and, and you know, basically faceless. Remember that? Yeah. You, you remember see, the movie? Yeah, Did you watch the movie? I think so. I might have been pretty lit up by then. Why don't we talk about something in, in general? When you watch a film, it doesn't always take the first time. And in fact, in the past, not only has it not taken, you haven't even known what you watched the next day. Who was it? Regale, you, regale the <laughs> audience with, with the story of your airplane trip, please. Uh, this was a fantastic trip of lore. I went to Europe with my lovely, lovely wife, came back home, saw a very good movie on the plane. I wanted to tell Steve about it. Why? Because you're the Catholic movie guy? That's right. All right. And, uh, did you get the conviction in my voice? Okay. So I walk inside of his orifice and I say, Hey Steve, there's this great movie I saw on the plane. And I said, uh, I forgot what I'm like, Steve. So I didn't know what it was. So I, I forgot. And so I said to Steve, so what movie did I see? And strange enough, <laughs> and Steve my was ru- able to figure it out. Through ruthless, logical deduction <laughs> and having a keen insight into this watery muddle that is the Tim Man. <laughs> me. I was able to figure out in probably, what, three, four questions? What yeah, because you asked me what, what I, I said it had... Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg? Who is it? Mark Which, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. So I suggested the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes from about 15 years ago. And he's like, no, that wasn't it. But I'm like, I'm like, what are you thinking of? You might be thinking of that because of Planet of the Apes. I'm like, did it have James Franco in it? <laughs> he said, that's it. And I said, ah, you watched the Planet of the Apes remake with James Franco. Yeah. Whom you've somehow confused physically with Mark now, Wahlberg. Now, this was during the great Ebola virus. Uh, scare, and it was about a virus being jettisoned across the glerb on a plane. I thought it was very topical. Right, but perhaps with some perspective, you can see that a man who can't even tell the difference between Mark Wahlberg and James Franco might not be your best guide to the motion picture universe. I don't call myself the Catholic movie guy. <laughs> so anyway, Scrooge, I just, I, I think it was funny, but I can't defend comedy in the same way that I can defend you know, thematic elements. So I'll just jump to why I really like it. It seems like the story was pretty tired to me. Within that tired framework, <laughs> it lets you have fantastical coloring in the margins, right? So his... his Boy, that's some really highfalutin talk. It's like you're a movie reviewer. So so his little... Uh, the little changes like the Ghost of Christmas Present being the Carol Kane slapstick beating him up kind of thing... That stuff worked on a different level because it was so outrageous compared to what you were expecting. The Ghost of Christmas Past, his dad giving him veal as a Christmas present. That little, those little flourishes on the edges, I think, are highlighted by the formal structure of a Christmas Carol. But I can't explain funny, so I'm just going to explain touching. I found the relationship between he and your girl Karen, the wonderful, wonderful Karen Allen, right? <laughs> She she projects throughout the movie a wholesome innocence 
though we know from their activities right, right. That, they're, that they're not really. This is not a guide to Catholic courtship. Okay. Fine. She, she, she b- betrays a goodness with every word she speaks, okay? Their romance is, is innocent. She's winsome. It's it's kind of a longing for this past that he that he that he lets slip away through greed, which is you know fitting with the story. Great. And at the end, when he has his come come to Jesus moment, and he makes the impassioned plea to the audience on the television show, I mean, I, I just thought that was utterly convincing. It, it, his his incoherence in his speech even is convincing of the change of heart. He's so overcome with this change that he can't even articulate it. It's beautiful. It got to me. America, it'll get to you if you're one of the the few who hasn't seen it. It didn't get to the Tin Man, but is there any that, penetrating that skull? We don't know. I will say that watching that scene, I now hearing your explanation of it, I couldn't disagree more. I saw a man <laughs> with bad dialogue who can't act giving a hackneyed modern gee whiz, it's Christmas, don't be a jerk. And not really succeeding. There was no humor. It didn't move me at all. I just, I, I was checked out. I did learn that apparently South Africa had an apartheid problem at this time in history. And this movie was really big on social engineering me into donating to uh, Bishop Tutu and Artists Against Apartheid. As usual, Tim... <laughs> is willfully blind to the main point of a movie and will focus on a poster in the background that he doesn't like. So, Two. ladies and gentlemen, you decide 2017. I don't think this is a close one. I mean, really. Well, can I and just you say apologize? He can't act. You started this podcast out by saying he was a great actor, and then you end it by saying he can't act. I said I mean, you're so he's full a good of it. actor. Oh, you said great. I'll rewind it. You said you he's can't a great rewind. actor. That's VHS. You said he was a great actor and a great comedic actor, and you said this movie's neither good acting nor good comedy. So... Whatever, so, man. Does that mean I'm getting a towel for Christmas? I think you don't know what you're talking about, and I think the next time you watch it, you might sit down and be like, ah, it's pretty good. Just like I want to apologize for the Few Good Men podcast mm-hmm. where I said I didn't like it, and then I started watching it on cable, like on a continuous loop, and decided it was fantastic. Yeah, so maybe cable <laughs> convinced the Tim Man where the Catholic movie guy can't. Yeah, it just wasn't that great for Fine. me. Great, whatever. It's a wonderful movie. I'm ready to give it my rating, but as is custom, I'll let Tim give his completely based on nothing off the cuff Shooting from the hip, absolutely wrong rating. Go ahead. I'm going to give it 4 out of 10 VHS recorders. VHS recorder, VHS recorder, VHS recorder, VHS recorder. Ladies and gentlemen, there's some bodiness. I won't deny that. It was the 80s. It's horrible. Who wasn't body in the 80s? The Tin Man. It's a Christmas carol, and it's a modern take on a Christmas carol. It's not going to have Jesus at the center of it. This is not the nativity story, so don't go into it looking for that. But if you're looking for a movie that reinforces basic goodness, the spirit of Christmas, warm fuzzies, all that jazz, and adds a lot of good comedy and some uh, yeah, some dated VCR references, this is the movie for you. I give it, ladies and gentlemen, 10 out of 10. <laughs> You're the Catholic movie guy. <laughs> Woo! Sonny Bunch is right, ladies and gentlemen. It may just be the greatest take on a Christmas carol ever, but if it isn't, it's pretty dang close. It's my second favorite Christmas wow. movie of the season, and I love wow. it. Wonderful. Unwatchable. Wonderful. Are you going to go ahead and give him the 10? No, but you know what? Uh, I'm pretty sick of hearing from you. I'd like to hear from a different source. In this <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> Peace, my friend.
Hi, honey. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, don't worry. You're not being recorded or anything. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just uh, trying to get some pre-Christmas exercise in. Wonderful. Do you know that movie Scrooged? I do know the movie Scrooged. <clears throat> did you like it? You did. I did like it. It's, it's, it's up there in the interpretations of A Christmas Carol. Up there where? In the garbage heap? It's horrible. Is he paying you? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that says much about my level of class or whatever, but... Oh, you're classy, I, baby. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, it, not, not to put you on the spot, what would you give it out of 10? Yeah. Out of 10? It's been two years since we watched it, so it's difficult for me to... Just cut with this. Nice cut with this. No, you need to keep this short and sweet. That's This is... This is um, Eight. Eight? Yeah. Wait, I'd give it an eight if I saw it twice. Goodbye. Horrible. Well, as usual, the Catholic movie gal agrees with me. The Tin Man. Eight? That's not strong enough for me. No. <laughs> That's what makes your rating ludicrous. Yeah. No, my rating is not ludicrous. <laughs> Look, honestly, objectively, it's probably a nine, but in me heartstrings, it's a ten. Bing. Can I apologize for this podcast? I feel like not only was I horrible, I was probably more horrible on this podcast than any, and that's saying something. I know, but if we made you apologize every podcast, we wouldn't have any time to talk about the, the movies. movies. Timmy, Timmy, guess what? Guess What's what, that? Timmy, What's Timmy? That, Tom? I have a feeling that we might watch a movie next month that you will like, that you will give 10 out of, that you will agree with me on. It's a wonderful, wonderful little film. About some socialites and debutantes. Oh, baby, it is. So, we'll tease the audience with that. And until then, look out next week. I'll be back with a real movie reviewer, Dr. Boo Bonner. And we'll talk about. a PhD. And we'll talk about one, The Last Jedi. Two, three billboards outside of every Missouri. It'll be a wonderful, wonderful podcast or two. And um, hopefully, some substance we'll, we'll get through somehow. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to conclude this Merry, Merry Christmas podcast with a plea. It's better to give than receive, so how about you give me likes on Twitter, on Facebook, the cookbook we call it. Give me five-star reviews, because that's what I deserve. I've worked very hard for this podcast. It wasn't given to me. I wasn't born into it. I had to take it by force. Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas to every listener, and I apologize again for the horrible podcast on my part. I will do better next time. And, uh,